0: Welcome to the Small Town View Podcast, hosted by Lynette Clark and Jackie Welch,
1: where community is strength and unity is power. We are Randolph County United. Today, we want to welcome Karen Lloyd, Regional Director at East Central Indiana Small Business Development Center, to our podcast. The past six years of her career, she has been helping further entrepreneurship in the East Central Indiana region. She has a love for small business and her community and brings that passion as her new role as Regional Director. Welcome, Karen. Thank you.
2: Thank you for having me. It's nice to be in Randolph County today.
1: So we're going to start off with an icebreaker. It's a pretty easy question. What is your coffee order?
2: So I actually don't like coffee. Oh, but, she's one of those. But, but wait, but wait. <laughs> so every morning I use a brand called Bub's Coffee. I make a coffee. I put collagen in it. I put um, some MCT oil in it and a little bit of nut pods uh, creamer in it. And so I do drink it don't love it but I drink it Um, but if I'm gonna go to a coffee shop I typically am going to the empty cup and I'm getting a chai tea latte
0: nice I like chai tea lattes those are yeah make it a dirty chai tea latte and get espresso it's even better
1: Uh, (laughs) but then it tastes like coffee (laughs) I love that coffee flavor so
0: well Karen tell us something interesting about yourself that maybe most people wouldn't know
2: all right, so I would say some people that do know me do know this, um, but a lot of people that don't know me wouldn't know this. But I played a roller derby for about five and a half years up until I got pregnant with my daughter. I did try to make a return shortly after I had her. That didn't work out, but I have <laughs> recently, well, back in 2021, started a roller skating group and started traveling around to roller skating rinks. And so I spend a lot of my time on the weekends or even week, week evenings. Yes, week evenings would be the right word for that. <laughs> Roller skating and learning new skills and like sharing in a, a community that a lot of people don't know about. So if anybody ever wants to find me, you'll probably find me either here in Winchester at Starlight or over at Gibson's in Muncie.
0: Nice. That's fun. That is fun. We took our kids skating for the very first time last weekend and the first 30 minutes was a little rough, and then they <laughs> finally got the hang of it. It was funny. They had their little walkers, and they're, like, wiping out. But the one that impressed me the most was my niece that's three. She was just, like, a little granny with her walker, like, running <laughs> over people. And like, I was like, I'm just trying not to break a leg. Like, that's my yeah. goal of the whole event.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Did you skate when you were younger?
0: I did, but mm-hmm. I'm not so well as an adult now.
2: <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, it's like riding a bike, and I'm like, it's really, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's a whole balance thing, and I have different skates, and they have different types of heels on them, and so my balance gets thrown off, so sometimes I look like I'm a new skater out there <laughs> while I'm trying to adjust back from one skate to the other skate, so. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's intense. <laughs> as a kid,
0: I had some, and I would skate all the time, but as an adult, I was really surprised about how well I could not do it anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: So if someone is listening to this, I know we shared that you are at the Small Business Development Center. What would kind of be your elevator pitch to kind of tell us why you guys exist as an organization?
2: All right, that's a perfect question.
1: So the Indiana Small Business
2: Development Center is actually a program under the Indiana Economic Development Corporation And we are funded specifically to help small businesses in the communities that we serve to start their business, grow their business, help them to seek financing for their business, help with innovation, and to also help them with transitioning. So if they're looking to move it to a family member or to sell the business or to close the business, we're there to help with that, too. So we are really aiming to be kind of a one-stop shop for the first place that people think of and go to when they think of small business in in our region. And I will mention, so being over here in Randolph County, we are in in our region that we serve, but we serve 11 counties in the region. Randolph County being one of those, but then um, also everything. I always kind of describe it as from like Jay County over to Grant County, down to Madison, Russian Union, and Fayette over to Wayne, and then back up through Randolph County. So everything kind of in that square is um, what we serve. And we do all of this with federal funding as well with partners and stakeholders. And with that funding, uh, we are able to do all of this at no charge. And um, when we are meeting with clients, that's confidential.
1: Nice. You guys stay busy then. That's a lot of counties to serve. We
2: do. We serve (laughs) 11 counties in total. We have myself as a regional director, and I do advise And then we have two new business advisors that we brought on, Carlos Bogue and James Womack, um, who are helping us to serve now. So we are here and ready to serve, and we have a full team now. um, And we'll bring on another person later in the year, too. So we're excited about that.
0: And then you guys also have workshops and trainings that you also offer as well I know we've shared some of those on our social media account and I mean they're always really good and very helpful
2: yeah yeah we have a lot of different programming that we offer one of the things that we offer on a monthly basis is our launch your own business so if somebody's interested so if you're listening today and you are like I'm interested in starting a business but I don't know where to start launch your own business with us is a great thing to go through we talk about um, doing your market research and go through feasibility viability and through the steps of what it takes to register a business with the state of Indiana so that is a great opportunity but we also do workshops we have workshops coming up on um, taxes so understanding employment taxes or small business taxes we also have workshops on QuickBooks and we've done some with Randolph County United mm -hmm. and those ones were kind of like custom built ones those were the ones that were really fun for me because I got (laughs) to go in and kind of custom build them read some books do those types of things but uh, along with our programming we do one-on-one consulting We have some specialty programs, so especially here in Randolph County, um, people that are interested in agriculture, we have a a specific ag initiative. We have a specialty state advisor and an advising team for agriculture initiatives. Manufacturing initiatives are something else that we cover pretty in-depth with specialty advisors. And certifications, so women-owned, minority-owned, and veteran-owned businesses, um, we can help with them if they're interested in certifications and those types of things.
0: So, yeah, I would encourage all of our small businesses in the area to... Make sure you—they check you guys out because it's a lot of opportunity and a lot of resources there.
1: Yep. Yeah, because yeah, you guys even—I mean, I know that's part of our process here. When someone wants to start a business, you know, that's where we start um, to give them your contact information. So basically, they would sit down when you say a one-on-one. And you basically talk through their idea. Why don't you walk us through what that might look like for a new business?
2: Yeah. So if somebody's coming in, they would typically reach out to us. And a lot of times we are getting um, referrals from our partners and our stakeholders in the communities that we serve. And we have them register for services, so we do have something that they fill out that goes over the confidentiality and those types of things with them. And once they're registered, they would get assigned one of the advisors for the area. Our advisors have kind of key areas that they serve, but they can serve anybody in any of our communities, depending on what what they're wanting. So, like, Carlos comes from an agriculture background, so if we have somebody that's in Madison County, which isn't where he serves primarily we could have him go and meet with that person. He'll also be our um, expert, export advisor once he goes through his training for that. So they would register for services. They would be contacted by their advisor to set up a meeting. Our initial meetings do have to be face-to-face, and that can be online or it can be in person. I prefer in person. I'm so glad to be past um, the COVID stuff so that we (laughs) can meet in person. And they come in for that initial meeting, and we go through a little bit about our programming because of the way that we're funded. We have some things that we need to share with them. And then usually what I do is I ask them to just share share with me about their journey. So what their journey leading up to their business idea or the launch of their business or what's got them to the point that they're trying to grow their business. And I want to know not just about the business, but I want to know like their background. So sometimes they're telling me, like yesterday I met with a client and she was telling me about how her dad was an entrepreneur and she was brought up in seeing people operate small businesses. So knowing that's important. And then we go through what they're looking for. So if a client's coming in and they're seeking funding, We're probably talking about putting together a business plan, projected financials, maybe even helping them find where they're going to go to seek this funding and whether they're going through traditional financing or going to some place like Bankable that is going to go and work with um, the businesses that maybe weren't able to get traditional financing or going through a revolving loan fund or those types of things. So it really depends on what they need. We have a lot of market research tools, but I would say most clients were trying to get to the point that they have a full business plan, projected financials their market research in place. Yeah.
1: That's really all inclusive. That's, you need all that. I think it's
0: good because it kind of takes away that intimidation factor. Cause I know creating the business plan and all that. Sometimes you have an idea, but you don't know where to get started. So having that helping hand is, I mean, that's great that you guys can provide that. Yeah. Yeah. And we
2: have really great tools so when yeah. somebody says like because a business plan is intimidating yeah uh, we use a, pl- a platform called live plan and it's kind of like a fillable form and it tells you everything that you need to add you just have to know the information to put in there we can help provide that information and to pull that information from different resources but we've had really great response from that too and it's got a financial function in it ev- and everything so
1: yeah i know when um, we started our ice cream business we went through the small business development center and they did have the they were able to pull the statistics of like the percentage of people in the county who mm-hmm. consumed ice cream yeah that's a cool fact <laughs> yeah it was it's a lot it was pretty high yeah. ice cream yeah. is good yeah yeah, yeah. we have
2: yeah. a i think we have like right around a dozen market research tools and we just added mm-hmm. a new one so I always tell people, like, we can get information about, like, if you need to know who else is doing businesses like this in the area, right. we can help. If you need to know more about your competition or about the industry overall, we can
1: help with all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was, like, 10 years ago when we did that, so. Yeah, that's really
0: cool. <laughs> so we've all faced major decisions in their life, choosing to turn left instead of going right. So these are what we call pivotal moments. What is a pivotal moment that has happened in your life?
2: But when I when I hear that question, the one that fr- comes to mind is deciding to go to grad school. So mm-hmm. as a single parent, as a full time employee, as somebody that was I had not quite started my skate group, that kind of started in the middle of it, but like making that decision to go to grad school. Mm-hmm. And then while I was there, I, I started out in executive development. I mm-hmm. fell in love with COM Studies. So I switched to COM Studies, um, which was a much more intensive program. And I had to make the decision to get this to take this role on. I needed to have my master's. I need to, I needed to have that done and out of the way. There was no way I could do the regional director position and all of the other things that I was trying to do and school. So yeah. Yeah. I um, went back to executive development because it was online and I was able to get that through that. But I did three summer session classes to finish <laughs> it up. But just making that decision to spend my time furthering my education, so I'm grateful for our organization. We're hosted by Ball State University. My bachelor's was um, from Ball State University, so I was able to do my master's um, with Ball State as well. So that was exciting and a lot, of, a lot of work, and I'm glad that it's over, but it's a decision that I'm glad that I made because I literally wouldn't be in the position that I am in right now without having, a, having gone to grad school.
1: What is, so what is the biggest lesson that you have learned so far? In life? Sure, or maybe even (laughs) as like the regional director. I mean, you've been there since October, Um, right, I think is when you started um, in that role.
2: I officially went into it in October, but um, Peggy was still there with me. So Peggy, that was my predecessor, was still there with me up through like the beginning of November. So that was really nice to have somebody to help me transition and to meet all of the different stakeholders and partners that we had before leaving. Um, Now I just need to get back out in the communities. Uh And now that I have a full team, I can do that. But I think, I think just learning in general, like work-life balance and and really is one of those things. And when people say to me, like, why do you skate so much? And then like, it's my hobby. It's what I do. It's how I like check out from work and life and all of the other things. But learning that it is okay to have a work-life balance. It is okay to not spend 60 or 70 hours at work is, is probably one of my big things. Uh, One of the things that I talk to clients a lot about is if you don't ask, the answer is always no. That's like one of my Mm. kind of life philosophies is like you have to ask. And if somebody says no, you're no worse off than when before you ask. But in most cases, they're going to say yes or they're going to say yes, but or yes. And right. And so I'm just like always take take the chance, take the opportunity. I, I also try to think of that when I have opportunities that come in front of me and i'm like oh i don't know that's scary or i don't know if i want to do that and i'm like but if i don't like what if i don't yeah. so mm-hmm. i'm i'm always out trying things i had somebody reach out the other day and was like is this the year that you go skydiving and i'm like i don't
1: know <laughs> maybe
2: <laughs> <laughs> it might be i don't know yeah. so so always ask don't be afraid of no and some one person's no is somebody else's yes yeah I'm yeah sure. that, is, that is true yeah
1: Back to the work-life balance, so I feel like we have such different seasons, right? And there's sometimes seasons where maybe you're working a little more or you're a little more family-oriented, you know, and take that time and, um, you know, that extra time with kiddos or whatever, whatever, you know, age. As they get older, like kids, as they get older, that changes, right? So, um, but, yeah, that's super important, hard to accomplish a lot of the times to feel good about that, so. Yeah,
2: and I think we live in a society where we're told to work, right? You need to go to work, you need to do do a good job, but I'm the first one that, like, if my daughter has something at school and I can be a part of that, then I'm going to be there and be a part of that, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, May is Victoria's Women's Month that's coming up, and I think that's even harder for us moms, because we feel like if we have to miss something at work because of our kids and our coworkers might look down upon us, or we may not be missed for some opportunity, so I appreciate you saying that, because it is, it's important Mm -hmm that we're there for our families, but then we also can achieve our own dreams too. Yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely. I take Eva, um, so my daughter, she's eight. Um, I take her to a lot of things. So if I have an after hours event, I don't know if, I think I did bring her to the one that we had over here at the yes. coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I bring her saw. to a lot of things and she will pass out papers for me. And I just, mm-hmm. I, ju- I try to frame that as, Um, you know, she is growing up around entrepreneurship. I'm not necessarily an entrepreneur other than running my skate group. And maybe one day that'll turn into something, or maybe one day I'll have some stake in some rink somewhere. (laughs) But I enjoy knowing that she is kind of picking up on these things Mm and, and that she may get that entrepreneurial spirit in her just from being a part of going to those things with me. So sometimes it's, not the balance. It's combining the two things. And, and I did that a lot with grad school. One of the classes I took the last summer was a grant writing class. And I wrote a grant that I can turn in for a program for the Small Business Development Center. So I mm-hmm. really do try to look for like synergy between the things that I'm yeah. doing so that all of that can work together. So that would be one of my advices for grad school if you go is try to find ways to take those
0: classes so that they work with things that you're already doing. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Well, I even think, too, like, my kids, like, so, like, last year my son was in kindergarten. They didn't really have homework, so school was, like, fun. Well, this year he has homework, and <laughs> that, he, that was really hard for him at first because he'd be like, but I already did school, like, all day, Mom. And I'm like, but we got to sit down and do this. So, then I would get out my computer and I'd be like, well, Mom has homework, too, And so he was like, you're still in school? And it was just funny because before I had been in school for a while, but they just didn't see that because I'd usually wait till they went to bed. But he was like, well, okay, well, then I guess we'll do it together. So just kind of merging that life and trying to find that balance is important. So if you could share only one thing with our audience in our community, what would it be?
2: I think I would say be involved. Like whether it's this community or another community or it's with your family or your kids or your work, like, when you're in something be involved in that. So, we didn't really talk about this at the beginning, but I'm from Randolph County. I still live in Randolph County. Moved out for a little bit and came back. So, like being involved in things and when people are like, "Okay, you know, like we cover 11 counties, but I I always feel better to come back and do things that are in Randolph County when you were doing the leadership stuff here and being able to come to that and and trying to make it to the events. And it's really hard to have a say in things if you're not there and you're not participating. So be involved
1: in whatever it is that is important to you and show up. So on our podcast, we do five rapid fire questions. These are just to get to know you, right? for the audience. (laughs) So they're just fun, kind of lighthearted questions. So just answer, you know, first thing comes to your mind. You can elaborate, of course, too, if you would like to. So first one is a book you think every leader should read. Oh my goodness.
2: So I am a big Brene Brown fan and oh. I would say mm-hmm. anything of hers. Um, <laughs> I have one in particular and I'm trying to think the name of it. I've started it like three or four times, but I, every time I get through the first couple chapters, um, I take it on every trip with me. Is it Dare to <laughs> I, Lead? I, I, I think it's Daring Greatly. Oh, okay. But I never make it pass because I'm, like, always caught up in, like, all of the things I've already taken from the first few chapters. <laughs> the <laughs> other thing I would say about her is she reads her own audiobooks, and mm. she, to oh. me, has, like, a soothing voice when she reads them, and so I enjoy the audiobooks for that, too. And then one recently, so when we did some of the programming over here and you had recommended The Ideal Team Player. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. that book, the way that it's written, because it's not really written in, like – paragraph form like you would be used to it's more like a like a fable or like yes. a like mm-hmm. a story or scenario and that one was really easy for me to process and to kind of really and I probably yeah. need to reread it now that I have a team that I'm trying to lead
1: yeah so for sure.
2: yeah I but anything anything that is like self Hell, building, uh-huh. leadership, all of those things. I love them. I probably love podcasts and audiobooks a little more than actually reading just because I spend so much time traveling. Yeah, yeah. I in counties in the car. So, yeah, very good. Well, I
0: like what you said about how you get caught up in the first few chapters because I was talking to Steve James about this and he was talking about how if you just keep reading. Like all the leadership books, but you never stop to apply anything, then you kind of miss the point. So he suggests, like, if it's okay if it takes you a little while to get through one book, because if you're reading it, applying it, and processing it, that's okay. Like, that's how it should be.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so if your life was a movie... What celebrity would you choose to play you? Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I like this question a lot.
2: So I've always kind of felt like Sandra Bullock would be mm-hmm. somebody that would be good to play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I think it, I think it would be her. Awesome. She's a good one. She is a good actress. One statement you would say to your 12-year-old self? It's all gonna be okay. Mm.
0: That's like, it's one. all
2: going to be okay. Actually, too, um, for people that do know me, um, my dad passed away when I was 15, and so I probably would also say, like, spend more time with your family because I think, like, 12, 13 years old, you start, like, venturing out, spending more time with your friends and stuff. But, like, family's important. They're always going to be there, so spend time with them. But, like,
1: it's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Favorite place in Randolph County?
2: Oh, my favorite place in Randolph County. Oh, it's it's probably going to be starlight. That's right.
1: <laughs> it's a skating rink, right? Uh, it,
2: it would be hard for to top that. I do like to just be at home too. Like I said, I live in Randolph County. I live out in the country next to my sister's farm, and I just like I like walking my dog out there, I like being out mm-hmm. there. So I don't know that there's really a bad place. In Randolph County, the Mexican True. restaurant here,
1: very good. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many great places here. Yeah. So you know that in Randolph County, we have Wix pies, and they're a pretty big deal here. So if you could only eat one Wix pie for the rest of your life, what kind would it be? Oh, sugar cream. No, oh, no, that's no a popular one. no questions. A one. Ask. I will eat
2: it cold or hot or however. <laughs> state pie for a
0: reason. It is the state <laughs> pie for a reason. It is so good. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you being on the show today, and we just encourage you to keep doing all the great work that you're doing. Yeah, thank
2: you. And if anybody wants um, or is interested in our services, feel free to contact us. Can I give our phone number? Of course, yes. Um, We can be contacted at um, 765-282-9950. And then usually you'll get a hold of Judy, who is our admin. She's great to talk to. She can run through some preliminary stuff with you. Um, you can also visit us at um, isbdc.org and there's a little work with us button on there and you can push that register for services that comes directly to us. And the state is getting ready to kick off entrepre- entrepreneurship, Indiana, which will be a website that will also link to us. Awesome.
0: And if you had trouble catching any of that, I will put all that in the show notes for you. Perfect.
2: Thank you. Thanks.
0: We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to A Small Town View podcast. We encourage you to subscribe and follow us on any of the major podcast sites, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and Google. We also want you to reach out and follow us on our social media. Randolph County United has a Facebook and Instagram along with a YouTube channel. We hope that you will keep learning, keep growing, and as always, be amazing.